This is Business Fever NG Podcast, episode 52. This is a podcast where successful food entrepreneurs in Nigeria share the success stories of how they built their brand and the lessons they learned along the way. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Olumide from Barbecue and Cravings. What's going on, guys? How are you guys doing? Um, again, hopefully you guys are having a fantastic week. Um, well rested and ready to tackle the day or the days ahead. So today's podcast is going to be titled Social Media is Killing Your Business. Maybe it's Instagram, maybe it's Facebook. I think for most of us, it will be Instagram. Um, this is more of like a rant, but I, I think I'm, I will try to make some points that I think we should just should be aware of. You know, it's almost like the rules now that we all have to play by. And to stay in the game, we've got to play by the rules. But then it doesn't mean the rules are good for us. I think the rules ultimately might be bad. But um, we still got to play the game. So the first thing I will say is just the amount of noise there is on social media. I mean, I guess let me just talk more about Instagram. You know, it's by default when you, every day, you know, the algorithms know. They know you more than you know yourself. They know the kind of things that you like based on. they know. Yeah, I guess based on what you've been liking and your trends or patterns you put up on social media. So they'll constantly keep pushing things into your mind. And I think. I'm also reading up on like the subconscious mind and things like that. And what we don't realize is as we're going through, scrolling through social media, we're picking up things, other hurtful words, other like ideas, other cravings, you know, other things that kind of just makes us feel like we're not enough, you know, or things that makes us feel like we have to step up and improve. So there are obviously good sides to this as well. But I think because we don't filter, we can't filter everything that we see. I think some of these things affects us subconsciously and it, it almost like um helps us make decisions that we may not have thought through very well or we have had strong convictions uh for, but they were misguided or planted by some ad or some post or some carefully created uh, you know, post online. So I'll give an example right now. Um Let's say, okay, in the last four or five days, there was a review on the top ten, five burger places in Lagos. Just a regular guy. He claims he's a food critic. I don't know how he is one, but um, he listed about six, seven. There was there were not in any order, and we were one of them. And it kind of felt good. And then I kind of scrolled through the comments, and I was seeing people were recommending barbecue and cravings. Now I'm like, yeah, that's validation. But the truth is, is bullshit. Because imagine if everybody in the comments were saying barbecue and creams burger sucked. That's feedback, definitely. But that would hurt my ego. Or they would tell me that maybe I'm number three compared to, you know, two other uh, restaurants. Now, what am I going to do? Since they're at the standards now, I'm going to subconsciously try, no, even consciously try to be as good as them. But then what if that's not the path I'm supposed, I'm supposed to take? So the idea of confirmation, validation, what the norm is, where the market is going, what the trend is, social media kind of tells us, like, gives us an idea of where we think is going. But then who's leading? You know, it's the algorithms. It's whoever's paying the most money to advertise or whoever understands how to push their content into people's faces or whoever has the best photographer or the best app, whatever the case is. So there's that, like... There's that idea that social, like we see the standards from what, what is outside of us. 
and they're the ones that we want to be like. But then they also see the standard as what's outside of them as well too. So it, it gets to a point where who are making the rules and why are there rules anyway? And why are there standards to these things? Why can't my bugger come with this instead of that? Why should it be this instead of that? You know, why should I have this, this, this? So I guess the first point I'm trying to make is it's going to be hard for you to think differently when everything you see online is, is in a certain way. And that's how people who we perceive as being successful are doing it. So that's number one. Too much noise, too much distraction, too much ideas of making people all similar, which is why I will say this again. Like you look at a lot of brands, you know, take out the name or the logo, plate, plate their food. You cannot tell what brand that is. You know, um, obviously you can't brand all our food items. So maybe that might not be a strong, um, argument, but it's easy to lose identity on social media when we're trying to be like the next person or when we're trying to follow the path they have opened up for us to do. So that's one. I think that like also social media gives people a platform to speak and to have an audience, but maybe not everybody should have an opinion. I mean, that sounds kind of crazy to say. Maybe we all shouldn't have an opinion. Maybe our opinion is not, it's not grounded on, on facts, but then we can, we can kind of, you know, put it forward as if they're fact. So again, I've had instances where people have, you know, said my, my, my pork ribs were not juicy or they were not full of the bone. You know, what that was, but that's not what I was intending to do. Or they will say, um, we don't have waiters in a restaurant with this, with that. That's not what my plan is supposed to be anyway. So why should you, I mean, I guess you can, you ask your opinion, but then when they put that up online, folks who have not given, who haven't gotten a chance to know the brand will judge us based on what people are saying. So it's, it's, again, it's a culture we're in, you know, there are places I haven't been to that I like already based on what people I know might have said or what I've read about them and places that I've not been to that I don't know that I don't like based on what people have said as well too. So it, it gets scary to say we're forming opinions based on what people who we don't even know what their intent is. You know, we had a customer who was very pissed at us. <laughs> yeah. Um, for whatever reason, um, she was just putting blast out on, on our post and everything. Eventually, um, we let it go. And then my staff in the front made a mistake by sending her an SMS to thank her for ordering from us yesterday. Blah, 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 which is a mistake because we, we usually send messages like the next day to customers just to like, you know, thank them and get feedback. And her response was, don't thank me. This is like maybe a month and a half after this incident initially happened. Don't thank me. You're going to hear from the NAFDAQ people. No, um, like she reported us. She said she, she reported us to like some agency. They're going to come after us. That food is poison, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh crap. That's alarming. So we called the customer back to find out what exactly happened. And she literally said she was just joking that she was just angry with us. That is nothing. You know, now this is the one who wanted attention from us. And maybe she got it at the end of the day. But if she had put this, in, and funny thing about this is when she put the comments on, um, I was at a grocery store and someone that I know was, we actually spoke about it that she said she read the comments. And this is someone who didn't like the page, who doesn't probably even follow my brand, but she read the comments. So again, social media gives everybody a platform that unfortunately the intent may not be, the intent may be very biased or harmful. You know, it's not constructive criticism. It's just, I want, I don't like you as a person. I want to get you down. And customers don't. And this is also some of the, and this is probably, it's like extra things to deal with. You know, you're dealing with customers that walk in to your restaurant. You're dealing with employee issues, government challenges. And now you're dealing with people trying to tarnish your brand, you know, and for whatever reason, 
just because they don't like maybe you didn't respond to the <laughs> the dm you know or maybe you walked in the restaurant and you didn't say hi to them and when they came in you know for whatever reason just egos get triggered and social media gives everybody a chance to amplify their egos and it, to them it might be just again you're behind a computer you're behind your phone just being free but it actually destroys you know the confidence of people sometimes it, it destroys the brand they're building and it also pull it, it contam it pollutes or it, it 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 um it feeds potential customers wrong information about your brand. Um, again, there have been reviews of my brand in the beginning stages that were that sucked, and I didn't like them. But I've always had the idea of you know what FM. I know who my customers are. I'll just focus on that. And so it's something that I realized that no, I knew I had to. I, I knew I had. I had a stronger conviction for this business and it wasn't to be cool or popular or anything like that. It was just, it was to satisfy a cravings and a need and a desire and I have a strong passion for it. And nobody on the outside can tell me what I'm doing. You can't. You don't know my fucking business. Like you just don't, you know, and if people are buying from me every day and giving me feedback, that's what really matters. Not the person that wants to, because even all the critics, they want an audience. And they want, that's their brand, that's their business as well. You know, they want to build a name for themselves. So they're going to obviously either like, um, you know, choose fancy words to like put down a brand or whatever the case is. So like they have their own intent and, and their own, and, and their own motive as well. So anyway, that's, um, the opinion aspect. I, I think also, which might, might contradict the opinion thing is everybody's trying to be unique on Instagram, which is good. And there's nothing wrong. I mean, you push, the level of creativity you can put into a product. But then if you're not careful, it becomes how creative do you want it to be? And then is there a market for that? So if you look at cars, cars have four tires. They have headlights. They have a steering wheel. They have radio. They have, that's car. You can change the body, but like that's where it is. You know, um, doors open a certain way. You know, maybe you have the whole suicide door now, but like they're still, st- nobody, as much as we want to reinvent the wheel, the will still is still, is still the standard. So when you're giving me, you know, a product that is nice, that you like it because you want to be different from the next person, is there enough market for that product? You know, so again, I'm doing buggers. It's not new to the world at all. It's bread and meat at the end of the day. Now, obviously we can tweak what we have inside on the branding and all that, but it's still that. I mean, I can't give you buggers and say it's moi moi bugger, you know, or put moi moi, put like whatever, like, uh, pancake uh as a as a breading for example you know you can do that but how big is the market for that the, i'm not taking any jabs there are folks who have donut burgers as well okay but like how big is it how big is the market for that now you can say it's publicity and all that which is fine and you might get, bring you brand awareness but we're also in this business to grow make money and probably scale up you know and you can't probably you probably cannot scale up with that alone the other thing that i i've also realized is and this is about like I said, the whole subconscious thing, subconsciously, we're going to compare ourselves. So, um, when a brand came into the, in fact, when I was at Lakey One 2012, whatever, right? And there was a, I think Johnny Rockets just came into Lagos. I didn't, so the way I knew he came into Lagos is I saw a guy eating a burger out of a car and just the packaging was on point and the burger was very big. And I think I asked him and he said, well, Johnny Rockets. And I was like, oh shit, like, how am I going to compete with them? Um, you know, again, we end up shooting ourselves in the leg by seeing how we can beat people on their own terrain. 
And that's not how you can compete. Obviously, the way you want to compete is create your own lane, your own terrain, your own business model, and then be the only one playing in that field. Get them out of their comfort zone if they want to compete with you. You know, um, or by default, which is, you kind of see this right now with a lot of wrestlers coming up. They have like, they, 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 they're set up to be Instagram friendly, take pictures, this, that, like, that's what they want to be. You know, they'll have all these nice flowers or nice unique cars or nice bicycles. I guess that's fine, you know, but it's everywhere now. You know, not that, not only, not only that is everywhere. That's not enough. You know, that's like just, you know, putting icing on a cake and the cake is just bland. It looks good, but it's not a good cake, you know, and unfortunately we, we fall into that, we fall into the level of we want to be like that. We want to be as good as that. And this also plays into people trying to push it, people trying to push people's employees as well because they want to create that process. And again, you don't know how, you don't know how bad the process is on the outside. You think it's functioning. So why are you going to steal an employee that worked with me for five years without understanding if my processes were, if my processes were right in the first place, you know? So, um, that's the social media aspect. It, it levels up things that I shouldn't be compared with. You know, um, if I have a, okay, so let's say we've been in the game for five years now, unless we're like an industry lead. And somebody comes in with an amazing, you know, photoshopped, you know, great angle, good lighting, bugger pictures and everything. And they promote it every day. They're going to get more likes on that picture. And if, you know, they have one or two bikes, they can, they won't disrupt the industry or my market. But like on the surface, it will look like they're doing very good. In fact, Instagram, every picture you see on Instagram has gone through, it's gone through a level of filter that almost strokes the ego of the person posting it the the other point i will make about social media especially instagram is you don't really own your customers and we don't want to own a, in fact we don't have you don't have true access to your customers now there's been cases where people have been blocked out of their account that's happened quite frequently now um or for whatever reason maybe they use the wrong hashtag or wrong music or instagram just had a you know migraine headache and decided to block people or even accounts got hacked you know and I've seen people lose sleep because of this. Now, I'm sure I'll be bummed out if I lost my account. I have about 16,000 followers right now. Um, but I also know that my business exists within a community. And social media is not a community. We lie to ourselves. It's just everyone and everywhere. You know, you have people telling me to deliver to Abuja because they're a follower. They saw my, my post. Those are not my customers. Even people on the mainland, they're not my customers right now because Based on our location, everyone between, let's say, Lucky One and Chevron are my customers. That's where I'm located. I can serve those people very well, fast, you know, just better service within, within that, uh, um, radius. But social media puts everyone into your market, but they're not all your market. You get what I'm saying? Like they're not all your market. And what happens is the people who are getting the 80,000, 100,000 likes, it's fantastic. It's good for their ego, you know, but how many of those are your real customers? That's number one. Two is when you lose, if something happens that I can't, what's good? Like, how's your brand going to be? We can take things online, but we don't understand how much power we have given this social media company. Like I use it. I'm, I'm doing ads every, every week, about six ads every week. So I'm playing the game as well, but I don't like playing the game. 
In fact, I think that I had about maybe 4,000 followers as of maybe like October last year. And playing the game, I'm like times four right now because I'm constantly pushing ad- ads out. So I'm paying them to push my, to boost my uh, posts. Paying, well, I'm paying for ads, you know, every week. Four or five every week, six every week. Now, people follow my page. Now, let's say I post something very stupid at some point and they don't like it, then I block me or delete my account or I get hacked. All that money you've invested in that platform to think it was always going to be there is gone. So if you're going to use, use social media, you definitely have to also go offline as well to make sure that each customer that buys from you, you have their details or they can reach you outside social media platforms because it is, it's a fickle like line of connection with customers. You know, we as, we're, we're, we're naturally social people. You know, we build more bonds with people who we can talk to, we can reach out, we can touch. You know, people who know our names. So I still strongly believe that yes, play around on a social media platform, but play twice as hard offline as well, because that's where your true customers are. You know, um, the idea of having, like I said, again, 100,000 followers is good. In fact, I was, I was listening to a podcast the other day and that was like, um, when he puts up a post and has 2,000 people read it, he's like, oh, that's nothing. But if you go to a show and you're speaking to 2,000 people, like that's a lot of people you're speaking to. Now, it's still the same amount of ears and eyes listening to, uh, you know, listen to or uh, watching, listen to what you're saying. But somehow, because it's online, it's on your phone, you think it's a small amount. To count 16,000 people will take a long freaking time. And yet we think, oh, it's nothing because somebody else has 60,000 followers who's in the same field industry I'm in. So we can easily take for granted like the, the amount of, of interactions we can have on social media versus offline as well. How am I saying that? We can, we easily take it for granted because we think we want more quantity. But we're not getting, we need to look for the quality. And then also, you don't need to have 10,000 followers on Instagram. It's good for your ego. But if you can get 3,000 customers, even a thousand customers buying from you often enough, you're in business. You are in business. I mean, it, I was thinking about all these TFCs and Koa and, you know, maybe even Black Bell, all these other restaurants. I'm not sure that Instagram accounts is popping. Even mega chicken. In fact, mega chicken. I can say mega chicken. I can, I can, let me go check how much followers they have on Instagram now, but I can guarantee you that I might have more followers than they have. Shit. Mega chicken has a thousand followers on Instagram. A thousand three followers on Instagram. That's mega chicken. They have maybe three locations now and I'm pretty sure they're doing, <laughs> not pretty sure. I can imagine they're doing, I don't know, half a bill a year if not more than that in, in in revenue probably more than that in revenue you know so what are we talking about it's not online yes people are going online but all the action is still very much offline like i guess shocking people are telling me oh um again do, do i deliver to like potako to abuja and i'm like no sorry we don't that's social media for you it brings markets that are not really truly your market you know and then even all these followers like do you really know them I won't punish you to say most of my customers were not really from folks online. Um, granted again, with a, with a boost of sales, with a boost of, um, ads, my sales has increased. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock it that it's not working. It's working, but it's like a trap. You know, um, it, it's almost like, yeah, it's a trap. You know, it, it, it's 
once they get you hooked, then you have to play that game. So if I'm putting in, let's say, 40, 50K a month on Instagram ads, and you put in 20K a month on Instagram ads, by default, I probably would do better than you. So it's no longer who has the best product or who has the best service, who, who can push things out the fastest on Instagram and who can play that game very well. The other thing about Instagram is um, I, I think that our social media is, they say our generation, like we're, like they call it touch button culture. I, I think that even with our attention span is very bad. Like I'm on a page for like a second and I'm going through, you know, and then I'm thinking I get it already and move to the next page. So, but that's not how we really live the bulk of our lives. Now, our attention span might be whack now because we need that instant uh, satisfaction or just whatever gratification. But this is still slowly paced as life really is, you know. So when we're trying to live that whole Instagram life of, you know, faster cycles, you know, more this, more that, I think it's a distraction from what really matters. And again, what really matters is, is the connection you're making with your customers and the need you're serving for your customers and you can't really hear i mean you can get comments online get feedback online but there's nothing better than that one-on-one you know um again i'm I'm sure the world is transitioning to again online but i still imagine that people still want that one-on-one connection go to a place that they know your name go to a place that they know what you like to order you know um best quality best services you know if you go to the highest restaurants or the or high school restaurant or the best hotels, their customer service is key. It's not automated. It's not they can they can use apps to make your experience be better by knowing maybe your your taste and everything. But they're customizing the service to you. And I can imagine there's human factor tied into that. And again, maybe we can use the same thing for our, I mean, we can, we can we can use social media as the same thing where now I have 40,000 followers. I know they like to order my burgers. When they come to the restaurant, I can maybe push that. Maybe, but I'm not sure most of us are using social media the way we should use social media. I think we're using it as an ego boost. And we're also using it as a way to show somebody that we're be better than them or we're unique with that. And that's a distraction that I'm not sure we can all win. Um, this also falls into the companies that reach out and say, oh, we have a platform where, come on, like Jumia Foods, I won't touch Jumia Foods for any reason, rather. I won't. I won't touch any site. Because, again, any site that doesn't, that just, they, they, they act like the middle person to your customers, between you and your customers. They're going to block you away eventually. They're going to. Like, they're going to take, take, take those customers away from you. You know, I mean, back in the days, numbers, you know, your WhatsApp group, uh, email list that was all growing now you're growing your followership online but you don't have the email address you don't have their phone numbers and then algorithm algorithm changes right now they're folks i'm like oh shit i've not seen them in a long time on my uh on my feed i go to their business i go to their page i'm like they're still there and they're still active like very active so for some reason instagram's telling me oh maybe i didn't check these guys for like two days or four days i don't need to see them again they will always change their algorithms and you have to, and they're doing that because they want to maximize their profit line at the end of the day. Now, that's going to affect you. Like straight up, it's going to affect you. So why keep investing heavily in that platform? It's working, but it's working, but it's also going to hurt you tomorrow. So get off, stay off, no, get off online, push your one-to-one 
it's easy. Like I, my biggest employee right now <laughs> is my Instagram ads. As far as like what I pay for it. That's my biggest employee right now. That's it. And I see it's working. But I don't like the fact that it's working the way it's working. You know, I also feel like, again, it's a double-edged sword. That you can grow your likes, you can grow your followership, but then you don't know these people again. You know, you don't, you know, it's like, you, you don't know them. And then until somebody else pushes their products in there, and they get eyeballs on their product, then you, again, if you have a good product, I guess you don't have much to worry about. You have a unique product, maybe, but out of sight, out of mind. You know, most folks who have stopped buying from us, I'm not sure they have stopped eating burgers or barbecue. I think they have just gone somewhere else for whatever reason. It could be maybe we didn't hear from us again. You know, so there was a, there was a guy I used to do SMS blasts, email blasts and, um, Instagram ads. Then I skewed heavily towards Instagram ads. And a guy was telling me that I should, that they stopped getting SMSs from me. And I'm like, well, I stopped because it wasn't as uh, effective as Instagram ads. You know, food is more visual anyway. You guys are like, yeah, but don't still stop doing that because, you know, it's still a way to reach out to people. And even if you're getting three, four people respond to it, low numbers, but it's still, it's still decent because to them, it's like, oh, I forgot about barbecue and cravings, you know. Again, all the followership you have doesn't really close sales. Let's not focus on that. So I guess I'm going to be cutting some of these things down. But bottom line is like social media, um, it, it's a drug. We, drugs, most things must be taken with a lot of uh, control. Um, I think social media has a tendency to feed us stuff that works for us, but also can damage us as well too. Um, again, it, it's, and it can use it as a motivating factor. You can. I, I know I have to some degree, but I also know that, like, there's, there's a downside to that, you know, um, and if you don't have that strength, if you're not constantly thinking about how to, you know, drown away the noise or to stay focused, you'll be fine. I'll give you a recent example. So we've done a bit of slight renovation in my space, like slight renovation and I keep telling myself, like, I'm never going to be as good as or as sexy as this other place, you know, and I'm okay with that. But I know that when, like, when customers come, they say, oh, but this place has better ambience than your place. I get it. And I stubbornly say that's not who we're trying to be. But the truth is, or a truth is, why can't we be a better ambience to be better food then? Why can't we be that? Now, it could be resource that is limiting me. It could be the location that is limiting me. It could be me just saying, you know what? I don't want to deal with the headache of this because I see that it would be like a, like a spiral down effect. Once we do this, then this happens and that happens. You know, the example I've given is if I was to enclose my space, um, that would be at least like 2, 3M affecting my bottom line at the end of the year. Now, should I put a price to that compared uh, versus customer satisfaction? Well, I guess you can argue back and forth on that. I don't know what the right answer is, but I just know that this is what I'm very comfortable doing. And if I was to follow through on social media, what I'm seeing, I would be more insecure because we all have a level of insecurity. Let's get it twisted. I'd be more insecure 
and I'll be making moves that are not my strength, are not my strong point because this is what people want to happen. About a year and a half, no, maybe three years ago, I wanted to have, after traveling, I realized that, like, why can't we have this fish fry, you know, lounging atmosphere, you know, and it was like, it was called, um, like a Don't Miss Road Fridays. And we pushed it around the catfish, bring your wine, bottles, group of friends and all that. And my ego was stroked when we were successful for a little bit. I mean, we would have maybe 30, 40 people out there, a group of friends. And I liked it. it. had tables and all that. And they were drinking their bottles of wine, some broncoolers. I enjoyed that. You know, obviously it created more, more, it created sales, but it also created more challenges for us as well. Um, but I realized that that's not the kind of brand I want to build. Now, it might be, that might be my position for at this point in time. It might change. But I realized that like, I can't win being a lounge space. I don't have the resources. I don't have the environment. I don't have the atmosphere for that. So if I try to do that, all they're going to do is say, but this place is better than barbecue and cravings because of this. So again, it's about, it's good to understand what's going on in the market, going on, going on in the industry, but you don't have to use it as a basis to make decisions. You don't have to use it as a foundation to make decisions. I think that be aware of it and, and see how you can improve things and how you can let it fit the kind of brand you want to build. And social media puts too much noise in our ears, um, feeds us a lot of, you know, perfectly created pictures of brands doing amazing things. You know, one of the ones you see is um, a brand that has about like, like 50 orders being packed. And you're like, oh shit, they're doing a lot of money. They're making a lot of money. Okay, that's good for them. So what does that mean? All, you know, all these things, you know, st- stories, Instagram stories. It's literally just subconsciously telling you that you're not good enough or you have to do more, you know, and what race are we running? We have different races we're running. I mean, I had a previous podcast about competition and everything, but subconsciously you might think you're not, com- no, unco- you might think you're not competing consciously, right? But because of all the stories we've seen on Instagram, the posts and everything, we're t- t- telling ourselves we have to be better. Even right now, I have a platter we're going to launch this weekend. Um, or we might have lunch by the time this comes on. And I'm thinking, I need to improve my packaging. Now I'm like, I have to buy extra packages for this, which means now it just, it throws us off rhythm wise. Then I'm like, why am I doing extra packaging? It's because it looks better. You know, then maybe the people can take better pictures of it and put it up on Instagram a little bit better. Like I'm thinking along the lines of that. I'm like, I'm not catching myself to say, why am I falling into this trap? You know, why am I falling? I mean, why am I falling into this? There's nothing wrong with it, but like it doesn't end. That's what that's what I'm trying to make. Like at some point, just stand still and do what you want to do. Know what people, know what the standards in the industry is. Again, I pushed the restaurant in a in a in a in a in a in a, in a, in a unique area. Didn't do any alcohol, no waiters, no cutleries. You eat it with your hands, technically. Um, you know, all these things. I did it. And I pulled it off, or I'm pulling it off for now. <laughs> you know, knock on wood. But it's not what I saw online. Now, if I had looked online, it would have been, you know, VI location, lucky location, lucky one location, eco location, you know, good building. Fancy this, fancy that. And then four or five months, I can't pay my rent or I can't pay 
bills. I can't pay salaries, you know. So social media can be killing your business if you decide to follow that, follow what you're seeing online. And unfortunately, our mind absorbs more information that we can process and it processes it behind our back and it pushes it, pushes it to us in the forefront. And I think my takeaway, uh, a good summary should be, be very skeptical of social media. Um, be, be very conscious of the decision to be very conscious of the decisions you make to make sure that it is coming from a place well thought out, not where your subconscious is feeding you information that you have not fully processed. Um, the right way or looking, looking at it through the right lenses. Um, I think that's it. You know, again, with, with this podcast, this is me kind of just ranting or rambling or whatever you want to call it, but it's just to create a level of awareness to say, okay, let me be more thorough with my thinking. Let me see this from a different lens. I can't say I'm right about a lot of things. I always change my mind for the most part. I, I, I'm really need to learn new things to change my mind, but deep inside, I'm not happy with social media and I'm using it because I want to play the game, but I'm not happy with it. You know, I, I think it's, it does more bad in the long run than it does right now. And we're all actively building a client base for this corporations that they can easily at any point in time, take that away from us if we don't pay enough for it. That's it. I mean, um, that's it. So, you know, and if, in fact, I think in a way, if you spend more time pushing actively with your, in your community, as far as money we put on social media, even hours put on social media, I think we'll gain more long-term relationships with customers. You know, um, anyway, that's that. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening to the show. Um, you can always reach me on info at bbqcravings.com or um, OO at businesspreviewerng.com. Again, ask questions. Um, let me know what kind of topics you want me to try to touch on. Again, I am not an expert in this. I just feel like there's a need to have a, have discussions on some of these things that are affecting the industry and obviously invite professionals or restaurant owners to share their own experiences with you guys as well, too, because I'm learning a lot of like all that. Alright guys, thank you very much and have a wonderful day. Ciao. If you like our show and you want to know more, please check out businessfeverng.com. Share the link with your friends. Leave us a review on iTunes. Join us again on Monday for a new podcast. Thank you.